This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier, and thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. And sorry for the fact that there was no episode of 40 Acres and a Fool last week. One of those things where uh, life just sort of got in the way, and the night we were supposed to record the podcast, all of a sudden I ended up having to go back up to the mothership, and then there was a whole long, drawn-out process, and I didn't have a microphone with me, and now here we are. It's a uh, Sunday evening at the kitchen table, Cam Edwards, Miss E, and we're glad that you're with us, and uh, thanks for for putting up with the irregular schedule. You know all about irregular schedules with me, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy weird this week with the guy sick and having to go back and forth up to near D.C. twice this week. That was a little out of the ordinary. Yeah, it was a little out of the ordinary. Thankfully, I am uh, still in my rental car since my uh, main car is in the shop. Yeah, so that was the... That, well, that was a plus, I thought, too. I was like, well, at least our car wasn't getting the wear and tear running back and forth and back and forth, and we have unlimited mileage on this rental car, so... Yeah. Yay us? Yay, I suppose. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping for a Christmas miracle, and I'm hoping that I get my car back before uh, Christmas Eve. It's I'm, I know it's supposed Wednesday. to be, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed I that uh, everything gets done. Uh, in the meantime, things have been uh, fairly uneventful here on the 40 acres, although uh, it's been kind of an interesting weekend. So yesterday morning, our friend Val... Uh, asked if we could meet, and uh, she wanted to drop off a duck because uh, we're going to make turducken for Christmas. And so we uh, we got a, a live duck. Uh, Trent asked on Instagram what kind of duck was it, and I'm, I'm no duck expert. It was the, the free kind, Trent. I, I think it, and it might not have even have, it might have been a mix. It looked like it had some mallard in it. It had the green head, but it had a, a, a bigger white band, I thought, than a mallard would have. So... I'm not sure, but it's uh, it's in our freezer now. I'll have so. to check with Valerie. Yeah. Um, so that was yesterday. We uh, processed our first duck. And uh, and then today, the excitement was a uh, the return of the carnivores to the farm. We saw a fox. Trying to chase around one of, after one of our chickens. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny because I was just finishing up in the bathroom looking out the window, and I heard the chickens making their car alarm noise, and then I hear her see bright orange little fox come running right behind the house, right through the window. I open up the window, and I start yelling, <laughs> and then I just ran out the front door. You heard me because uh, I, I just wanted to get – he was so close to the chicken that I just really wanted to scare him away because I didn't have enough time to get the combination and get open up the gun safe. Right. So it was like, yeah, just run. Um, so yeah, sort of scared him away, ran and got the Henry and then sat outside for a little while, but I don't think he's coming back. And then we fed all the animals. So our outside presence was there. He didn't get any of the chickens. Uh, everybody grouped back together. So yeah, but the chickens are, uh, on lockdown yes, it, for the uh, foreseeable future. But, so but they've they got have, their playhouse, they've yeah. got their run. Uh, they've got lots of grains that we'll give them. So, and it's a, hopefully a temporary measure because as you said, uh, the fox will come back and likely will be hanging out around the 
the the chicken coop. Yeah. Which hopefully, if uh, I'm at work, will give you an opportunity to get a good shot. And if I'm here, then hopefully one of us will be able to get a one good of shot. Us. Well, that's what happened last time. I uh, I had the, ch- the chickens on lockdown. They mm-hmm. have a a big uh, chicken wire enclosure that's six feet tall, and then it's covered over with more wire on top. Because even after making it that tall, three of the girls got out. Mm-hmm. So it's got a cover now, which is good because we have hawks. And then we have a forty foot long chicken tunnel made out of the two by four uh hardware hard fencing Mm -hmm. the hard wire fencing that they use for like animal fencing but i made it into tunnels and so they can't get out of that and nothing can get in either it's pretty sturdy so that's how i got the last fox on the property he was so confused and he was running up and down and up and down the chicken tunnel chasing chasing a chicken that couldn't get out and he couldn't get in and he finally came around the other side and was just like gosh darn it how do i get the food out and i got a shot at him but it ran off and i thought oh darn i missed it again it wasn't until weeks later when we found the carcass and the Mm -hmm. overgrown grass that yeah so i'm hoping for a repeat of that so i'm going to be taking my henry to work with me and i my job is in the sunroom so i have a good view of the backyard yeah and hopefully uh go track it if you if you catch it because the fur in the summer it was kind of splotchy and it wasn't good for much but uh you got a fox now, we can do something with that fur. This was pretty. Oh, it yeah. was the bright red with the black, and I'm like, oh, totally. And my our friend Val, too, knows, and and uh, and and one of the kids doesn't know it yet, but we got her a book on taxidermy, so maybe I can flip through that. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, our youngest is uh, youngest daughter is displaying an interest in taxidermy, which I think is awesome. Uh, I think it's it's cool i'm just trying to figure out how old you have to be to start taking taxidermy lessons yeah probably older than 10 yeah hopefully uh and we were going to go see the new star wars i was going to take the boys to uh the movie theater bought tickets and everything in advance and then both boys are sick and i yeah all three of them i can't uh i can't take the the kids into a movie theater and infect everybody else i'm not going to be that guy so we have them on lockdown we're giving them cinnamon and honey and extra vitamin c and decongestants and ibuprofen for inflammation and a lot of water. So yeah. So I told them I'd take them on Christmas break. I thought about going. I had the tickets. You told me I could go. Yeah. But it's one of those things. You know, I'd rather go see it with my kids now. Than Plus, just, how sad would it look for you going to the movie by yourself? Well, I don't care. I've gone to movies by myself before. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not one of those people who can't do things by himself. I can go and eat by myself. I oh, can, I. You know, I can too. That's why I. I was in Texas or Tulsa visiting one of our kids, and I had some time, so I went to the movies in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, I go to movies by myself. I mean, but you're, all you're doing is sitting in the dark anyway. What does it matter if you're sitting in the dark <laughs> next to somebody or sitting in the dark all by yourself? I can watch TV by myself. Why can't I go to the movies well, by myself? Well, then why didn't you go to the movies with yourself? If you because I wanted a- to, I wanted it to be an experience oh, that I okay. had with the kids. You know. Yeah. Besides, I, what if it stunk? I don't want to watch it uh, yeah, twice. I know, it's a right? Bad movie, right? <laughs> I, know. I mean, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of over it. I don't. I don't know about all this hype. I, I. I sort of completely was over Star Wars the moment I saw the Revlon Star Wars makeup seriously google it that's the thing really there's revlon has a star wars line with all the crazy kind of eye colors and i was just like okay i'm done i'm I'm just so done i you know here's the thing i'm excited that there's a new movie coming out but it's not the same as the original trilogy no it's not the same it's not even the same as 
the Phantom Menace when when that came out because there was so much excitement because that was the first new Star Wars movie in a really right long and, time yeah and, and and it was the hype was so big I remember I was still working uh, I was actually working nine to midnight in Oklahoma City I had my own talk show and it was like my first real talk show and the uh, the midnight screening came about and I was on the air and I was talking about it on the air and I really wish I could go and I wasn't going to be able to and a guy who uh, ran a limo company called in and said if you can get permission to leave the studio I'll drive you to the movie theater and you can get in line and I called my program director during a commercial break and he said God bless him he said go and (laughs) I did the last hour of the show on my cell phone in the back of a limo, first time I'd, I'd ever been in a limo, uh, drove to the movie theater, got out, got in line, met my friends who were already waiting in line, walked in, so excited, and what the hell is this? This is baby Darth Vader and Jar Jar Banks. I mean, it was so disappointing. So, I, yeah, I'm just like... Christensen. I can't... No, that wasn't even Hayden Christensen. That was what? Jake Lloyd. Oh, that, that was baby one. Darth. Oh, the baby. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, when it was Hayden, then it was I feel like, bad oh. for Baby Darth because I think Jake Lloyd's turned out. He's had he's had a rough time of it. Apparently, he had a rough time in school, and he's had a rough transition to adulthood. Oh. And yeah. So you know, like that was the time that I got super duper excited, and eh, it really wasn't worth all of the fuss. So now it seems like this is more of a. To me, it seems like it's a reboot. Uh, it just doesn't seem, you know, and it's Disney fied. It's J.J. Abrams. It's, it's not George Lucas. It's you know, it's the next chapter, I guess, in the Star Wars universe. But it is now totally commercialized. It is not, you know, one guy's artistic vision uh, because that guy's artistic vision involved Jar Jar Binks, and it turned out to be not, not so great. <laughs> so, yeah, some of the luster I think is is lost from the Star Wars universe for me. I still don't understand why people didn't like Jar Jar Binks. Misa don't, don't understand why do nobody like a Jar Jar. Really? I mean, it was such an annoying character. To me, that was just sort of like coming across a, a, any kind of weird little pocket of people with a strange dialect. And he was just kind of annoying, but he was supposed to be annoying. He was supposed to be the annoying character. But I, I don't understand why people got... There's like people who are like incensed about his presence. And I'm like, wow, you guys have to just dial it back a be, It was... If you go back and you watch the... Now, see, now you're going to get my Star Wars fanboy riled up. Uh, I've seen if you them go all. Back, just... Right. So if you go back and you watch the original trilogy, like, yes, yeah, C-3PO and R2-D2 were there for sort of the comic relief, but they weren't stupid. No, that's true. And, you know, C-3PO may have been, like, a little klutzy, maybe, but, but he wasn't, like, well, a buffoon. He was kind of hard. It's a, he was a walking robot. I mean, uh, Right, I know. But I'm saying, like, you know, Jar Jar Binks was just, like, cartoonish. Yeah. And that's exactly, I think, the problem was. He was cartoonish. Well, he was a cartoon. <laughs> I, I know. But, but in the Star Wars universe, you know, uh, that it was not a... Those, the first three movies were not cartoony movies. No. Oh, no. They were pretty serious. Right. And this one had a lot of, you know, just had a lot of issues. I mean, like the whole, there were scenes where you just you you just knew it was going to show up in the video game, like the whole pod racer thing. Oh, like yeah. you just knew that it was going to be a level in a video game, just yeah. watching it. It's you a know? really hard level in that video game, by the way. <laughs> I like that video game. So I will go. Uh, I am kind of looking forward to seeing it, but I, uh, I I'm not 
I'm not, you know, just uh, quivering with anticipation. I can wait and, until my boys get better and we'll go see it as a family. Yeah. And so. you're not going dressed up either. Uh, well, I mean, I will be wearing pants, but I won't be like in costume now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think the last time somebody was in a Star Wars costume, I think the 15 year old was two or three. And he was a Jedi with his. He was a little Jedi Padawan with his little yeah. shaved clipper head, and then he the, was a youngling. Then the next one up must have been twelve or thirteen, and he was Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. That was a cute Halloween. All right, listen, we're going to take a, a quick time out. We have more Forty Acres and a Fool coming up right after this. So stick around. We'll be back here on the Blaze Radio Network. Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Miss E, here at the uh, kitchen table watching Miss E make Christmas presents for, uh, these are for the neighbors, right? Well, these are, yeah, for, well, for, for our, the neighbor our neighbors. They're our friends' kids. Yeah. So they're kind of like little mini gift baskets. Okay. I got glow-in-the-dark cups from one of our favorite places in Oklahoma. Eskimo Ken- Joe's. Okay. So we love these cups, and we needed some extra yes. for ourselves. Okay, so I ordered... But this is silly. Well, okay, so it's really silly, and I'm actually going to call on Monday. I'm not going to send these back because I need them for Christmas, and I'm not going to ask for new ones, but I asked for three sets of ten assorted color cups because mm-hmm. they have a whole bunch. But in the comments box, they said occasionally they have... Uh, the glow in the dark and the color change so if you want some included please mention it in the comments so I put in the comments please kind of have a few of the color change and the um, the glow in the, the dark. glow in the dark and I actually had someone call me about my order <laughs> a girl called me on the phone yeah. and said hey we're waiting on an order of the color change to come in and we're supposed to get them real soon but if we don't get them do you want us to send this anyway I'm like yeah sure please that's fine but if they do come in just go ahead and throw in a few throw in a few throw in a few so you hear the, the vocabulary I use right. right there I ordered 30 cups <laughs> a couple or a few what did I get I got a box of 30 all glow in the dark dark cups (laughs) so that's part of the reason why i came up with this friend present to get rid of all some of these ridiculous glow in the dark dark cups right um so what i'm doing is, is i'm taking them and i'm putting in some movie candy some microwave popcorn, a couple of lollipops, a candy cane, and this cute little pencil with an eraser with topper. Eraser, yeah. And I got a little ribbon on it. So, uh, and then the cup, like I said, it's glow in the dark, so it's a great movie thing. Mm-hmm. It's also really good uh, as your nighttime water glass because mm-hmm. it picks up and keeps a charge for a while. Right. And it's a nice cup to have. So, mm-hmm. it's a cute little present for everybody. So for a movie night for, for everybody. Yeah. So like yeah, family movie night. So I was. I that's why I was looking too. If anybody who knows Redbox or works for Redbox is listening, you guys, you know how they have gift cards in grocery stores and you can get all kinds of gift cards Mm -hmm. at a rack, you know, Barnes & Noble, Applebee, Amazon, what have you. 
Redbox needs to come up with little plastic gift cards because they have to take credit cards anyway. Yeah. And that would be... Okay, back in the day, I used to give family movie packs and I could put Blockbuster gift cards in there. There's no such thing as Blockbuster anymore. <laughs> Netflix is all on the internet, but there are red boxes. So they need to have little red box cards so that you can go ahead and take them and swipe. On the box, it said you can get e-gift cards, but I don't know if that means a person has to have an email account and whatever. But that usually means they still have to have a credit card because you have to tie it to it and then you use a code to get it for free. Um, let's see. I am looking... For Redbox gift cards, they have virtual gift cards, like you said. Right. Uh, and then, yeah. They need actual plastic cards because if they if you sent your college student off with a reloadable Redbox card, right? Hello, money maker. Yeah, go ahead and throw me some royalties for the idea. Uh, but anyway, I was trying to think of doing that, but I can't. I don't know if they I can do that. Huh. Yeah, I'm looking at, at around the internet, and I don't. You're right. I don't see anything like that. Not silly. That is kind of silly. I mean, I suppose. Well, and the country too, with the way you know we're out here. The right. The movie theater is kind of far for all of us. Um, most of us are kind of staying home people because we have livestock. The red box is at the Walmart or the grocery store, and you're up there all the time anyway. So it's it's kind of a cool thing to have. I yeah. signed up so I can get coupons. So I'm always getting like rent one get one free coupons. Yeah, you need an email address, apparently. Yeah, and I don't know... Uh, or you can buy promo codes and give them to all your friends. Oh! So oh, maybe I'll do that you tomorrow. You can do that. Okay. You can buy a promo code, and then you can write out the promo code in a card or whatever, and that could serve as your gift card. Oh, that's a very... Okay, well, they have that at least. But yeah, yeah I still would rather have them have a plastic thing, to swipe. thing that can you it just debits off. Right. Maybe this is greener. Oh, you know what the only problem with that, too, is? What's that? Well, okay, say you have a $10 card, and you swipe it for the oh, one day. until It doesn't get charged it, off right. your card until you come away. Yeah. So, it conceivably, okay, I get it. I'm sorry, Redbox. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to think about it. You get it now, right? I got you it. You can I, tell the uh, the planning and forethought that goes into each and every episode here of uh, 40 Acres and a Fool. We uh, Actually, you had you had already come to that conclusion, but you faked it just so we could have this segment, right? Actually, no. no I was, was kind of like, I was looking moment. online. I looked at the Redbox machine I today. To I know. But then I just I just had the, the aha, oh, the way the billing happens. Right. You get charged when you return it so that you get all the times it's accumulated. Yeah. So you only get one time free. Otherwise, you walk away with a free CD or DVD, rather. <laughs> oh, look, it's a free DVD, honey. <laughs> so, no, that would not be good. No, not. So, never mind. Take my idea back. It's not a great idea. I'll go with the buying the promo codes instead. But I do like the movie night yeah. idea. That's a uh, it's a very cute gift idea. Those the little... Uh, they, I mean, it's just, that's, see, that's the difference between you and me. I would never come up with... Something like this, and then the ribbon that you've curled with the the edge of the scissors, and everything just looks so nice. Mine would be like a brown paper sack with movie popcorn in it, and maybe like a bag of M and M's, maybe just loose, not even in a bag. <laughs> Extra, and then you dump right, and then you know a can of Coke beside it, and then <laughs> like a VHS copy of. Sandlot or something like well, that. I guess with the one family, we can give them the, some VHS copies of our VeggieTales. Oh, that's true. <laughs> 
We're not using them anymore. The, the kids have sort of outgrown the VeggieTales VHS. I'm, I'm sort of like holding them on for, you know, nieces grandkids. and grandkids. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe one day before I get too, too terribly. I mean, I'm only 50. We might have to, by the time we have grandkids, we might have to upgrade the VeggieTales past the VHS. That's probably true because they already look kind of <laughs> squirrely. They and they were watched hit, well, they and were, rewound and, and watched they were and rewound. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And our, I mean, our kids went through, kids went through phases, you know, they went through the Wiggles phase, right? They Gosh. went through the... At least they were, at least Anthony was easy on the eyes. Like, whatever. I can, I can take staring at the Wiggles, at least there's the handsome Wiggle. Yeah. I never, I didn't really get that. That's because they didn't, didn't have a girl until after we right. were not doing Wiggles anymore. There's only recently been a female Wiggle. I know. I thought that was kind of scandalous. A Wigglet. A Wigglet. Right. It's like they upgraded a dancer. And then it was little Einsteins. They went through a little Einsteins <gasps> phase. Yeah, I remember that one. That was the, well... It's also our kids are the 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 oldest that we have and the youngest that we have. There's a four and a half year age gap, so we mm. we've gone from and I have the older older. So I've gone. Yeah, you from, had the Barney the dinosaur. I had Barney, and I've had like I don't know how many versions of the Power Rangers now with three <laughs> boys that were like from beginning to end what fourteen years mm-hmm. apart. I think I've gotten all the Power Rangers. I mean, I've seen um, I've just about just about all of them recently because the last kid has wasn't really into them that much. Yeah, we've been we've been spared yeah. for the past uh, three or four iterations I think, in, yeah. of of Power Rangers, but yeah, we got a lot of them. Uh, but when we yeah, we definitely had a, a VeggieTales phase as well. And now, now the kids are older. You know, they're ten. They're starting to phase out of the 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 kid stuff. Now they now it's it's the other extreme. Now they want to be grown ups. Yeah, you know? that's not cool. They're either. only ten. I know. So it's like, no, you still have to be a kid. Yes. No, that's too violent. For you to play no you cannot watch that no you cannot stay up this late no that's inappropriate no i know sometimes i feel like i say no a lot but we also say yes a lot you know we got uh i got the kids a really cool microscope for christmas mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that this will be a really cool thing for a learning experience the next thing i want to get is a family gift maybe for st patrick's day or easter is uh <laughs> what are you talking about family presents for st patrick's day or easter <laughs> well easter instead of baskets they can get the this but telescope in the spring yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Go outside and look at the stars. Oh, I'd love to have a telescope. Because that's a nice when the stars one. Come, come out. out. <laughs> I would love to have a uh, telescope. I remember when I was a kid, uh, when Halley's Comet flew by, we uh, took a field trip at night with my school out into the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And the I think it was the Norman Astronomy Club. Mm. Uh, had a Halley's Comet watching party. And so there were, you know, probably like 12 or 14 telescopes that volunteers had set out in this field. And we all got to look through the telescopes and, and see the smudgy smudge that was Halley's Comet. And uh, and it was really neat. I to- saw a hail bop on one of the flights back and forth to going from New Jersey to Oklahoma to see you. Oh, yeah? I saw it from the airplane. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I thought it was like a sign. And it didn't. <laughs> so did those people in California. I'm glad you took it in a much different way. People in California? Yeah. The, oh, those, those people, people. Like, yeah, yeah, the bunk beds and the right. poison. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you took it much differently. No, that. No. So, yeah, I'd love to have a uh, a telescope at some point. We, it's, you know, it's this is one of the the nice things about living in the country and it's we didn't really realize it because we only visited the house in the daytime you know before we bought the house right 
Um, but the first night that we were here, walking outside and just looking up at the stars going, holy Ooh. cow, there's so many stars. You know, you can see the Milky Way from our front yard. That's our, pretty amazing. A friend who visited in May from Arizona was crazy impressed with the amount of stars. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not... Like I said, you can see the Milky Way. It's, yeah. it's not that it's very clearly defined. It's not like we live in Montana or anything. No. Uh, or even parts of West Virginia. But you can still see it. So She was also equally freaked out by lightning bugs or yeah, fireflies. I think we had that conversation we did. earlier. We probably did. Uh, 40 Acres yeah. of the Fool. <laughs> same friend. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, uh, I guess our friend was out here earlier in the year. Yeah, just thinking back on the... This is sort of our, our year in review uh, podcast of 40 Acres and a Fool. And we did just pass our third farmiversary uh, earlier this week. So why don't we take a, a quick time out? We come back. We'll talk about the day we bought the farm. Stick around. Literally, Literally not figuratively. Not, right, <laughs> right. Stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. After all the work pro-lifers did, all the effort we put in, after everything, Planned Parenthood loses not a dime. And that is infuriating. But listen, our politicians are morally corrupt and feckless. Even if I'm the only one who will say this, the truth is they do reflect the American people in that regard. The truth is the majority of Americans don't care that much about baby murder. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks so much for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. And hope that you and your family are having a very Merry Christmas. And hope that you have a Happy New Year as well. Sitting here at the uh, kitchen table with Miss E. And as I mentioned before the break, we just had our farmversary. The the third anniversary of us literally uh, buying the farm. Sitting at a... uh, desk uh in uh, richmond virginia and signing a ton of paperwork (laughs) for the second time in my life uh buying property and that sort of oh crap what have i done (laughs) yeah how exciting (laughs) freaked out and hilariously happy but scared to death and it was sort of like that same moment of Oh my God, we did it! Yay! And oh my God, we get it! Oh my God, we did it! You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, like it's not it's not hypothetical anymore. Nope. Okay, we've we've spent months thinking, wouldn't it be cool to do this? And we, you know, six, seventeen places, right? To find put in this. an offer on a house, only to have it fall apart, and then find this place, and it's okay, and okay, and it's and oh my gosh, and all of a sudden now it's real, and the. Movers are coming and, you know, just getting ready. I mean, it was it's amazing that it's in some ways it seems a lot longer than three years. Yeah, because we've done a lot, too. Like people have commented on how much we've managed to get accomplished in three years. And I feel like, well, gosh, I haven't gotten that much done. But I guess I've been busier than I thought I was. I know. I, I understand. I feel like we haven't gotten as much done as we've wanted to. And it, it doesn't help that we have friends who are super duper productive and awesome role models that, you well, know. It's, yeah, but it's hard. Like, we we both work full-time in and out of the home. And, like, so we have friends who work a lot more at home 
or yeah. they were or or we have one pair of friends who that that she's to stay she stays at home and she homeschools so she's got more time to do in the garden mm-hmm. so it's 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 not a fair comparison no it's it's <laughs> i understand it's not a fair comparison but it is still you know there's i think everybody in this situation looks at everybody else in this you know homesteading situation is like okay how am i how am I doing compared to them? Am I am I slacking? Are they doing a whole lot more? Am I living up to you know? Am I holding my own? Right. Well, I'm still learning. That's how I, I I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Some things I'm doing really great at. Some things I kind of still suck at. So next next year I'm gonna do better about. I'm actually trying to gonna make sure that things get planted at a decent time. The only thing that I have to finish on the greenhouse is the door because I was missing parts and then I had the broken hardware that they sent me. So right. we'll have the door up so we can start things earlier outside, acclimate them better so we don't have that problem, cut back on the amount of tomatoes, move forward with the things that we actually eat. Uh, we had a great success with beets and uh, onions and um, carrots last year, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that that'll be good again. I don't know what happened to the potato beds. Who knows? Yeah, I don't you know go check on Christmas and see if there's anything in them. But the jelly melon Kiwanis uh, took out off. Of nowhere. Volunteer jelly melons. In fact, it's funny. We, so we've had a bunch of these. I think we talked about them about a month ago or so, how they just sort of grew up as volunteers near the, the back door of our house. And these are like they're you know they're they're big green spiky like you want to put them on a stick and you could use them as maces. I mean they're just they're they're lethal. And the vines have tiny little hairy Hairs thorns yeah. that actually will get into your hand. So it's right. sort of like the most dangerous fruit to have around. <laughs> so we picked a couple and moved them inside, and a couple of them got ripe. It took forever. The vine had the, frozen, so, f- so we grabbed something and we could save right. them. And so probably. Two months after our first freeze, now the 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 jelly melon kiwanis that we left outside are, are starting to turn orange. They're finally the starting to ripen <laughs> after two months of being on a dead vine. I mean, these things are long keepers. That's crazy. And they're not even that. I wish they tasted. I wish they tasted better. <laughs> or they weren't so weird to eat because it's like this. They're like these flat seeds. Like think of it like a small flat pumpkin seed or mm-hmm. even a cucumber seed so mm-hmm. slimy in that regard but covered by like this actually like hardy hard slimy thing that you have to kind of like poke this case to get the slime out to eat this tiny bit of fleshy fruit and it's almost not worth the aggravation yeah i've i've pushed it through i've scooped it out and i've pushed it through a sieve kind of like i do with the tomatoes to separate the seeds from the sauce uh-huh. uh when we were when we grew them on purpose and i mix them up with a little bit of vodka and it made a pretty interesting martini <laughs> juicers do it well, that's but they a lot have those, of work it's a lot of work for a martini right and it's a very it's just a i get cuts on my hands from those things oh i know i don't know what they're the whole de- I guess they just grow in really horrible conditions and they have to like be that way to be able to make it. I guess. I, I don't know. Or maybe just people who were very misanthropic uh, uh, actually, you know, engineered those plants to just hurt people well, because as many they, different ways as, as, as they could. So when we grew them on purpose, no one really wanted to eat them. So I threw the overripe, one, overripe ones out and burst them open so that the chickens could eat the seeds. Right. And this is what grew as a result. Yeah. This pernicious vine, I thought, where where did that vine come from? And we went to investigate, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, it's that crazy horn jelly melon thing, <laughs> and there's like 15 fruits on the vine here. Mm-hmm. And we go to grab, we're like, ow, ow, ow. 
wow. So, yeah, no. Yeah, so we're going to have to keep our eye on that uh, in the keep spring. The really next vine. I don't, I really I don't, don't want, want again. those coming back. No. <laughs> it would be like our version of kudzu. <laughs> right. Uh, the uh, the critters are, are, are good. We still have not done our goat no. uh, splotches. It's been but, so uh, warm. I know. It's kind of hard to think about butchering somebody that large when it's kind of warm outside. You want to butcher an animal on a nice cold day. Right. I mean, it, and it's not going to, it's supposed to be rainy right. for like the next five or six days. It is supposed to be warm, though. I think Christmas Eve is supposed to be like mid 70s. Right. Too warm crazy. to butcher. So the one day it's going to be sunny, it's going to be warm, it's going to be too hot. Right. So I guess Mr. Splotches gets to live another few weeks. Yeah. We'll if anybody out there, uh, corn. maybe we can fatten him up. If anybody who works for Redbox wants, a goat. <laughs> um, Give me some promotion codes and we right. can make we, a trade. Do a uh, little barter promo code for goat. How about that? I like that idea. A, a, <laughs> wonder what what is that worth? I mean, I wonder what a goat would be worth in terms of red box promo codes. Uh, the last buckling I sold, I sold for uh, one hundred dollars, but he was one hundred percent Nigerian dwarf. Okay. This dude is say, this dude's- mostly Nigerian dwarf with some seinen. And he was the herd sire this year. He was the one who got our four who are knocked up, knocked up. So Yeah. He's yay. a good goat. He's fine. He's cute. He stinks. I mean, he's a perfect he's a perfect little buckling. Yeah. He's not very big. He has a little um, we put a collar on him when he was a baby so we could walk him around on a collar and we tried to do it sporadically. I stopped when he started really stinking up his face because it was kind of gross to touch him. <laughs> um, but he was bottle fed since he was two weeks old. We took him off his mom and put him on a bottle so he's pretty acclimated to people. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably be like freckles. The, the little girl he hung out with until they started to pay attention to each other. Right. Like, okay, we got to get her out of here. <clears throat> well, all right, Redbox employees and uh, management. It's, it's all on you now. If you've ever wanted a goat and you're in a position to trade for uh, some promo codes, let us know. Yep, we got it. it can make your uh, Christmas a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Missy might even throw in her uh, her uh, gyro recipe. Well, it's not mine. It's Alton Brown's. I'll always like praise him back to the moon and stars. It's really good. He uses lamb, so I suppose my substitution for goat makes there it you, sort of my recipe. There but, you go. But it's not mine. It's all in It's a collaboration. I just, I just use goat. <laughs> All right, we are uh, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we've got some emails from you to get to. The email address, as always, is 40acrefool at gmail.com, 40acrefool at gmail.com. Stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand. And Western civilization used to have a rule, which is that the public has a right to a clean, sanitary public space. It was completely unacceptable for people to sleep in the street or to urinate in the street, and the cop on the beat would tap you with his baton and say, move along now. Vagrancy was a problem, and it was dealt with and solved and resolved. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Missy at the kitchen table. You only have one more of those cups to make, don't you? No, actually, I have oh. three. Oh, okay. 
All right. Uh, so we've got uh, quite a few emails to uh, to get to. First of all, um, Robin speaks for many uh, when he wrote in and said, "Where, where has the podcast gone? Hope all is well." Well, thank you, uh, Robin. And we are back. Uh, and you know, look, here's the deal. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of time for us to do Forty Acres and a Fool every week. Like I said, there's not a great deal of uh, pre-planning involved and things of that nature. But it does take you know an hour or two. Uh, to sit down and actually uh, hang out. And yeah, I could do it by myself, but I've, I've got enough feedback to know that, uh, Miss E, you are, you are loved and appreciated on this program. So I don't want to do it just by myself uh, if I can help it. And then uh, every now and then, like I said, Robin, you know, uh, life just all of a sudden rears up and uh, throws you for a loop. Uh, Rob wrote in as well and said, uh, Cam, great interview of uh, Julie Gunlock on NRA News. Thank you for that, Rob. Rob says, I loved that Miss E is making Christmas cards. Oh, I forgot to tell you I was bragging about you on Cam and Company the oh. other day. Well, that, he says, is often uh, awesome. Also, uh, Rob says, she mentioned that heavy lifting is entertaining. Uh, that's important. People won't read it if it is not entertaining. Rob says, I just think that the cover should have had an admiring woman looking on in the background to appeal to guys to want to get married. Oh, well, too late. Says Rob, you can actually draw that in sure. uh, on the cover yourself if you want, Rob, or or go to a bookstore and just draw. Now you might have to purchase those copies if they catch you. <laughs> well, no, just but, do the uh, fan art and then just post it. There you go. Uh, Rob says, "I promise uh, not to mention Hooters ever again." But if the subject is broached by others, I will snicker a bit. Sorry, Missy. E. And uh, Rob says, hope your billy goat makes tasty, tasty euros. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for that, Rob. Thank you. We will get to our uh, tasty, tasty euros at some point. But first, we have a turducken uh, to make. Meanwhile, Trent wrote in with his recipe for oyster stuffing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, he says, I know it's not. He says it's actually oyster dressing. But he says, I know it's really stuffing. uh, But oyster stuffing just doesn't roll off the tongue properly. No, I know. It's oyster dressing. Here's Trent's recipe. Okay. One loaf of bread, at least one onion to your taste, one can of chicken broth, one can of oysters, uh, if it's a larger can, two cans if it's smaller. Uh, Trent says, I'm sure Miss E knows, strain the oysters for grit and stones, but reserve the juice to mix back in. To your taste, season with poultry seasoning, salt and pepper. Uh, You're all set, Hmm. says uh, Trent. He says, oh, it also needs a a half stock of celery. You can use a full stock, but uh, not too much. Or the celery water flavor kicks the oyster in the guts, but says uh, Trent. Do you saute your onion? Uh, does he say saute the celery before you use it, though? Or do, does you, do you keep the whole crunch in it? And is that for stuffing inside, or is that for cooking on the side? Uh, Trent does not say. And how hot and how long would you pick And it? how hot and how long. Because <laughs> um, okay, I'm so, making a turducken, so I, if I'd want to make this for you, it would be a side dish. Yeah, so, uh, so Trent, we've got some uh, follow-up questions for you. Again, uh, how hot, how long in the oven do you saute the uh, the onions and celery before you put it in yes. the mix? And uh, any, any other questions for and Trent? Said how long, yeah, how hot, how long That's it. if we saute, yeah. Uh, Trent says, I'm sure you've, I've suggested it before, but to look into Jefferson Reserve bourbon. Trent says, it is my personal favorite. You know, Trent, I actually did look into a Jefferson Reserve bourbon. And as a matter of fact, uh, the last time I was up uh, at the mothership, I stopped at the uh, local ABC store there in uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, 
and I saw a bottle of uh, it's called Jefferson's Ocean. So it's the Jefferson's Reserve, but to uh, to 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 find a unique selling point, apparently they put the barrels in a ship. And then they took the ship around the world and it crossed the equator four times and went to five different continents. And the constant motion of the ocean makes the uh, the bourbon uh, penetrate the wood uh, more frequently and come in contact with the wood more frequently than it would otherwise. And so it's supposedly a, a much more robust and rich Flavor. So I actually had a little bit of it. This is this is the IW Harper because I'm trying to finish off the bottle. But oh, okay. uh, um, I had a, a glass of that for the first time tonight, Trent, and it was really good. Now I don't know that I would buy it again based on the price because it's really expensive. But uh, and I don't know that maybe my palate is just not discerning enough that I can taste the difference between a you know really really like okay this is i'm curious about this i want to try it i just can't imagine paying like 80 dollars for a bottle of bourbon on a regular basis that's crazy to me no it's christmas yeah yeah so the now i know that the jefferson's reserve is actually quite a bit cheaper it's probably about half that Mm. but i had seen this bottle and I had even read about it in that Bourbon yeah, Empire book. Them. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Because I said the same thing. I said, if you see that one with the, if you see the the, sh- the, the Jefferson's ship stuff, would you bet that? I think I said that to you because you told me about it in the book and I was captivated. So that's the thing. Like, even if I, 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 I guess if I had Bloomberg money, <laughs> like if I was so rich that, you know, I could just $10,000 was like pocket change, then mm. maybe I, maybe I'd get a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. I get you know? that crazy Russian vodka that's like aged for years with the herbs uh, and these stuffs in it. Right. And then I'd have a the great spirit garden. of the czars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yes. called. Then I'd have also a great garden, too. But I'd have higher. to have like Bloomberg money. <laughs> exactly. To spend that kind of money on, on, on booze. Yeah, because it's, it's so, I mean, it's, yeah, you drink it. I don't know about most people. I'm not buying bottles of booze to hold on to them as a, ooh, I'm going to hold on to this as like a collectible investment? beanie baby. That's not going to happen with me. I buy booze because I want to drink it. <laughs> a boozy baby? A boozy baby. Oh, that's what we need to make. We need to make boozy babies. <laughs> little they bottles be like, of booze? With like, with like little, no, they're like little stuffed animals with flasks. <gasps> little stuffed animal flasks. Yep. I could knit them. Boozy babies. Boozy babies. I could knit flask covers <laughs> that look like little stuffed toys and they and they could give them for all these boys and men that won't grow up and but still want to drink alcohol. <laughs> or it'll be like disguise in your purse all for all those moms who really sometimes need a cocktail when they're right. going to, when they when, when you absolutely when you absolutely positively hate going to Chuck E. Cheese's <laughs> you bring your little flask and your little your boozy your baby. Boozy baby. And then the other parents are like what's that? Oh, it's my kid's toy. It's a cute little stuffed animal. It's a it's it's cold, so when they it's teething. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to design that this week. To go along with the shark socks, the boozy baby. Well, I have a commission. Did I tell you? I think so. Uh, for April, uh, a friend of ours texted me a picture of what's there. It's being called a mermaid Afghan. Oh yes, and I didn't. Know, I do know about this one. And it's basically for people who don't know what it is. If you look around, it's 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 like a mermaid. It's like a afghan that you 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 slip into, like a you wear it like a sleeping bag up around your waist. But it has a fin at the bottom, and the and the crochet shell stitch makes it looks like it has scales. And so I have a commission for that, but I don't have to have them done till April. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I could make the the little 
little it could be a little bear and have the little head could be where the top of the the flask cover is and have little <laughs> pom-pom legs and feet at each corner of where the case is right the boozy baby i could totally do that <laughs> Um, now, I also want to say, uh, before we go here, thank you to Felicity and John. Uh, I was gonna, We were going to talk about this in the uh, the last podcast, but we didn't have last week's podcast. Oh. So uh, we did have a chance to actually meet up and have dinner with our, our neighbors, uh, Felicity and John, who write in every now and then here on 40 Acres and a Fool after several years of, of being neighbors and not actually meeting. And it was awesome. So... Thank you for hanging out with us. I, I loved actually hearing about how you got here. Uh, I just, again, I'm so fascinated by uh, the stories of how people, especially who didn't grow up in a rural area, uh, how they end up in a rural area. So yeah. it was, it was just really cool. People to, always uh, are interested in our, like, how did you get here? You know, you're obviously not from around here is what I get <laughs> a lot with my not much here accent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fantastic to, uh, to actually meet uh, John and Felicity, and I hope that we can do it again here very soon. And hopefully in the new year, we have opportunities to meet you as well. We've got the NRA annual meeting coming up in Louisville, Kentucky in May. So if you've not made your plans to uh, attend the NRA annual meeting, you can do so online. The website is NRAAM.org. That'd be a really good place to meet. Uh, we'll be at CPAC in the Washington, D.C. area in, uh, I think, March of this year. And we're talking about trying to do something actually in the Farmville area uh, this summer. I want to have some sort of some sort of event, some sort of bullets and bourbon and bacon and other fun stuff. Aren't you going to the SHOT Show, too? Yeah. In January? Yeah. Okay. But that's like a trade thing so oh that's right i got to see I some forget. folks but yeah probably i won't forget be able to see everybody. i forget about that I, it's only to the trade but the nra annual meeting that's open to the public and How hopefully we'll uh, see there here uh, it's actually not that bad i was looking it up yesterday and i want to drive it it's i think it's about eight and a half hours or so mm, okay well maybe we'll think about taking the children <laughs> uh we have time not too much time, but we have a time to think about it. And hopefully, again, we'll get to see you at the NRA annual meeting. And if not, well, we always have the next edition of 40 Acres and a Fool, which uh, will be coming out uh, probably in 2016. I think we might take the week between Christmas and New Year's off, although I feel bad because we had that unintended absence. And actually, I am going to be on uh, vacation from NRA News Cam and Company that week, so... So, you know what, I think I think we will have one more episode here before uh, 2016. So I will wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I will not wish you a Happy New Year. Not yet, Merry anyway. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you here soon on another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.